The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to episode 27. Sorry, I'm a wee bit... I've pressed the wrong one there. I usually use the other theme tune because we've got two. You sound crooky as well. Yeah, I just think I need to clear my throat to be perfectly Have you, you been drinking? I didn't yesterday. I did on Saturday night. Are you hungover? No, I'm fine. Feeling no. a bit squiffy at all? No, I feel all right. You feel all right. I feel fine. Yeah, it's just I caught me off guard there because it's the wrong one, basically. So uh, anyway, welcome along to Wait, episode twenty-seven. Was it Saturday night that you were out late and then we were arguing yes. on WhatsApp at twenty past one in the morning? Yes. And, and uh, Callum, intern, intern Callum. Callum, was not happy with us at all because um, our, our, our argument was waking him up. Yeah. Was it that bad? Yeah. Also, like, you're bad for tangent that he's not even done an intro yet. Just do the intro and then you can have this conversation. Do you want to start again? No, no. let's not start again. Just go on with it. Why? Right. Because then I have to edit. Shh, be quiet. Turn his mic down. <laughs> right, so I've had to read the intro. Just, yeah. Yeah, okay, right. Welcome to episode 27 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill. He's Ewan Cameron, by the way, Hi, if yeah. you didn't know. And that's Intern Callum. In today's episode, we'll look back at another huge weekend in Scottish football, chat to the newest manager in the SPFL. Yes, Barry Robson will be on the show. <laughs> uh, and also the Palmerston Pep, aka Marvin Bartley. We'll also argue with each other in VAR, WTF, and go over your shouts for a Scottish football wear brunch. And remember, you can find us on all your usual podcast providers and on Twitter via Big Football Scott. We're on Instagram and Facebook as well. Just search for the Big Scott Shovel Podcast. Is that all right for you? Is that right? Happy. Happy Intern Callum. Do you guys get paid for this? No. Yeah. We do for the love of the game. Exactly. We are so passionate about football and podcasts that we do this for free. Just love the game. Yeah. You know? That's that's why we're talking about a half two on a Saturday night. Sunday morning. I was really drunk on Saturday night, so I'm trying to find the message that I sent because I don't remember doing anything. No, you did send a message. You told us to shut the F up. Lads, it's 1.23am. Go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? It's because I was at my mate's house and we'd just watched sports scene. So it was fresh in my head. Uh Like, you know how they repeat sports scene on BBC One at the middle of the night? Yeah. I caught that version of it and I was like, that's just ridiculous. But anyway, we'll see. Save that. Yes. For VR WTF. How was your weekend anyway, Yurms? All right? It was uh, very good. Uh, my weekend involved upsetting Livingston fans with my comments about their plastic pitch. I'm sure we'll get to that shortly. Um, I stood in a queue for 35 minutes to get some uh, uh, beef curry. Uh, what else? I watched Barbarian. Have you seen the, the horror movie Barbarian? No, I've heard about it though. It's been very good. It's outstanding. It's, have you watched the horror movie X? No. Are you into 1970s porn? Uh, no, not in particular. No, not my favourite genre, I must admit. <laughs> right, so the, the horror movie X is based around 1970s porn. Right. And this film crew with some porn stars go to this house in the middle of a farm mm-hmm. and uh, to make a movie. I've seen that one. Yeah. Right, and, and the old couple that have rented out the house are not happy that they are making this movie and then it turns into a horror movie. Ah, uh, right. it, There's a lot of, um, of of 70s porn in it and gore and right. blood. Right, okay. So I would highly recommend it. Good, good, excellent. X, it's called X. And what about Barbarian? Barbarian um, also has a lot of nudity in it. Yep. Uh, not as much as X, because that's based on a porn movie. Yeah. But X is very, very good, but it's very different to Barbarian. Barbarian's about... Um, uh, an Airbnb house right? Okay. and there's a tunnel under the house that leads to some caves and there's an old woman in there who lives and she's naked she's got long hair right. and she wants people to drink milk right oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's just synopsis of the movie Barbarian. Right? <laughs> that, that's true. I'm not making it up. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. I didn't enjoy that. Yeah, I didn't anyway, enjoy so it. So I'd recommend both. What's I, your I Airbnb, right? No, I, I no, use it quite often. No. Right? Wait, no, wait, no, wait. I'm not a fan of Airbnb. I, I knew you wouldn't be a fan well, of Airbnb. I said that though. I did go to an Airbnb in Aviemore once. Yeah. That was really, really nice. And Aviemore's not a bad wee town. Aviemore's lovely. Yeah. It's like Aviemore's like a sort of like a a Colorado skiing village. But, yeah, not but, as good. But and yeah, obviously, but it's like near Inverness. Yeah. The nightclub in Aviemore, I would not I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take my dog there. Excuse me, my friend met his soon to be wife there. So have you know that romance can be found there. Romance can blossom in Aviemore. I, I spent 20 minutes and I couldn't wait to get out of the place. And he found his love of his life in there. They did indeed. They have a child together. They've got a child shout, as well. Shout out, Paul. Listen, Callum, enough of your tangents. We need to get back to the football anyway. We're not interested Barbarian in Barbarian and X, watch those movies. Okay, okay. Let's get on to the football then. And there's really only one place to start. And that is with... Aberdeen getting hammered 6-0 and then less than 20 minutes later Jim Goodwin being sacked we were live on air at the time on the Big Saturday Football Show uh, on Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Saturday as well obviously it was breaking as you, as you were speaking to an Aye. Aberdeen fan on the phone on as well it was incredible oh was it yeah so like did Gordon. you break the news to the fan yeah because we got a wee text through from Roger Hanna who's at the game for us saying statement sacked uh-huh. those two words statement sacked and so we had a call on the line beforehand asked him what he thought the game was Goodwin needs to go he needs to go Dave Cormack needs to go and then midway through the call he gets sacked so we fade him up so what do you think what's your thoughts on that it's crazy I mean again we, we were talking we were talking about it and then the news came through as we were speaking as I well. have to say I've been on his case for a while I didn't think he should have got the job in the first place I thought it was too big for him turned out I was right and I'm right quite a lot of the time as I am most weeks on this podcast. That's but I have to... Ha- no, that's true. That is actually true. Don't think so. No, it's true. Um, but I will say this. I felt desperately sorry for Jim Goodwin. See those TV pictures and walking across the pitch at Easter Road to then jump over an advertising board to get out the stadium with his wee satchel over his shoulder. I thought that was... I felt sorry for the guy. I really I, did. Well, I, th- I think there's always a basic level of sympathy if uh, somebody loses their job. Yeah, he's, he's getting weighed in with plenty of cash. He's going to get his contract paid up. The, the, the problem is, not Jim Goodwin, it's the board. They should never have appointed him in the first place. So don't. I can see why you'd be upset with Jim Goodwin, but he just was never ready for the job. The board made a huge mistake there. This one they have to get right. I know the rumours are flying around this morning that Chris Wilder, former Sheffield United manager, Middlesbrough manager, has apparently said I'm interested mm-hmm. he had a poor time of it Middlesbrough outstanding with Sheffield United in the Premiership kept them up as well I think they finished in the top 10 in his first season in the Premiership yep, yep. he would be an outstanding candidate an outstanding replacement if they can get it over the line yeah I think Chris Wilder would be a very interesting appointment brilliant I think it's what Aberdeen need they need someone who's got the experience and can come up and rattle a few cages and also plays football in a very interesting manner as well like that Sheffield United team were centre backs are running forward exactly and- yeah. yeah, and I can't wait for uh, 
Liam Scales to be doing that I'm sure he'll <laughs> cope with that admirably um, but yeah just to go back to the game as well but Hibs Hibs were absolutely outstanding because there was so much pressure on Hibs as well like let's not forget yeah. that Lee Johnson was and probably remains under a bit of pressure as well after the Derby defeat the week before it's not been a great time it looked like Kevin Nisbet's away he wasn't away now came on on Saturday in the second half uh, Ryan Porteous <laughs> sorry my headphones broken. broken his headphones because his head's too big. <laughs> <laughs> I actually witnessed what happened there. You put your headphones on and they, and they, and they popped out because your head's enormous. Um, See, when it comes to Nisbet, you've, now that you mentioned it, I thought Hibs were brilliant, right? I thought they were superb. And there was six going on, eight, nine, ten. Nisbet. What's the story there? Millwall wanted him. Yeah. They'd come in agreement with Hibs. Nisbet then puts out a statement saying I don't think it's right for me as if he's made the decision have you been at Millwall yeah but but there's also rumours circulating that he'd failed a medical so I don't know what's true well obviously we don't know that and no but the rumours are circulating but I'd, if that was the case then it's an easy out for Millwall to say we're not signing him because he failed the medical but he, they never said well, that I, th- I think if he failed the medical they would have to come out and say he failed the medical yeah, so it's not that no, I, I, I don't, I, think, I don't so. think it's that. So those who are who are uh, rumour mongering yeah. on social media, I've got that one wrong. I think that he is going to be aware of other clubs because his agent will be uh, will be told that we're quite interested in Kevin Nisbet. I think he might now stay at Hibs until the end of the season and then move in the summer. Yeah, I think and I think it could happen. be across the M8 to Rangers. Well, the thing is, obviously Rangers are probably going to lose. Morelos he's gone he's gone they don't want him now um, so they'll be looking for another striker clearly um, but I think he'll leave in the summer as well but if Nisbet goes on and continues his form scored on Saturday again if he continues on the form like he's in I know he'll only have a year left in his contract but there'll be a lot of teams wanting him if he scores 10-15 goals between now and the end of the season and that could mean bigger bigger money for you've done firmly in your exactly, team. Exactly. Which is what everyone's concerned about in this scenario, more okay. than anything else. And um, a great win for Hibs. Great win for Hibs. Um Aberdeen manager, so would Chris Wilder is Wilder's that? a great shot. I didn't even think of him. Yeah. I thought Lambert possibly yeah. is a is a short term fix, but I think Wilder's a great shout long term. So on Saturday I went round the room, I went round Ewan Cameron, I went round Steve Cowan, former Aberdeen striker, and uh, Ali Begg, who's our Aberdeen correspondent and they threw in a few names and then we put them up on social media and one of the news guys here Lewis Mickey you might have heard him on our news bulletins and stuff I'd sack him he's an Aberdeen fan and he quote retweeted it with all the suggestions and went if uh, if it's any of these people I'd rather just liquidate the club because <laughs> <laughs> some of them were wild Steve Cowan suggested Roy Keane Roy Keane which would be I mean I'd like, love that that would, I would. Be amazing can you imagine Roy was Keane it, in the Scottish not, Premiership it's not chat that he was in the Hibs job or he was approached for the Hibs job he, he spoke to Ron Gordon is it Ron Gordon his yes, name yeah. I just, he actually spoke to Ron Gordon about the job I don't know what happened or why it never materialised. Well, I know what happened because Lee Johnson got the job. So he did, but I don't know what happened to stop Roy Keane getting a job. Was that a money issue? Did yeah. they not get on with Ron Gordon? Whatever it was, he never made the move. But I'd love to see him in Scottish football. Oh, it would be absolutely amazing. So we'll see what happens. Barry Robson is an interim charge uh, at the moment at Pitodry, but what a mess Aberdeen are in. And uh, let's move on to elsewhere on Saturday, first of all. So we picked out two big games on Saturday obviously the Hibs versus Aberdeen game but at the bottom of the league Ross County versus Kilmarnock 
and it was a thumping win for Ross County. Malcolm Mackay talking before the game saying they're just not taking their chances. Well, they certainly did on Saturday. And how big a signing might Eamon Brophy be? Good goal. Yeah. The first goal is a cracker as well. And that's been their problem in their Achilles heel all season. They're not being able to score. Kilmarnock should have been out of sight before that. Mm-hmm. They had three massive chances. I I thought Kilmarnock were unlucky. But you got to take your chances and if you don't then you find yourself on the wrong end of a result and that's what happened they lost 3-0 and I thought that what's that what's that <laughs> oh. who's that is that then is that George Bowie that's that's the, <laughs> the they're trying to do the match of the day thing <laughs> Remember, yeah, yeah. I can yeah, see yeah. them in the other studio next door. No, yeah, that's why. Yeah. That's why they would have. Snuck I mean, they're about two weeks too late with yeah, this. It's really good part, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's quite funny. Yeah, it's quite funny. So it's like eating a, eating a pie. Who's that? George. That's George eating a pie. George is eating a pie. George Bowie from Clyde yeah, One Breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hiya, that's George Barry. Hiya, Hiya. 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 I think so, George. Yeah, yeah. revenge is sweet. And you're actually filming as well, you sad bastard. <laughs> you can't swear it's a family friendly breakfast show, you and Cameron. But this is a fucking podcast, we can say what we want. <laughs> Where is the phone? Uh, have they hidden the phone? Where have they hidden the phone? Oh, so they have as well. Oh, it's actually very good. Very good. Okay, right. I'll give them that one. I'll give them that one. One nilly Bowie. It sounded like that 1970s porn movie I was watching at the weekend. Here, by the way, doesn't it? So, talking to Pompins, Kilmarnock 3 0 against Ross County on Saturday. And uh, Kilmarnock are mega struggling. They are now the bottom of the league. Uh, Ross County moving up to 11th place after that win. Motherwell also struggling again on Saturday. St Mirren winning by one goal to nil. So, first of all, St Mirren, they are 12 matches unbeaten in Paisley. Uh, this season which is absolutely good 12 matches that's unreal uh, at home so that is absolutely fantastic so uh, congratulations to St Mirren first of all but Motherwell haven't won since the end of October they're in, in the free league. fall aren't in they? The wow. they are in so much trouble our Motherwell Stevie Hamill is hanging on with his fingertips I've got to say what is going on there at Motherwell? The 29th of October was the last time that Motherwell won in the league. Obviously, they won in the Cup last week against our Broth, but they are on a shocking run of form. And, and, and obviously, there was the World Cup break and stuff as well. Yeah, I know, but they were going <laughs> to be... It's like to guess who they beat. In the Dundee United. Dundee United, Dundee United. Dundee United and then um, they were, we're going to be into uh, February by the time they play again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's unreal. What a record. Shocking yeah. record. So, Motherwell are heading for... That's relegation form. Bears. At least, you know, Kilmarnock are not on a great running form either. Uh, that's Ross County 1. You know, if these teams can start picking up results, I just don't see where Motherwell's next one's coming from. Do you think Bears. they're bottom two? Yeah. I think, I, I think now Kilmarnock and Motherwell bottom two, I think is... A guarantee. Yes. I that, think that's so. your bottom two? Yes. That's what you're saying? Yes, I think so. Mark that down, please, intern Callum. Motherwell and Kilmarnock for the bottom two. You weren't even listening, mate. I wasn't, I was reading about 21 on Twitter. Motherwell and Kilmarnock are going down. Yeah. Well. No, I, I, I think they'll finish bomb, bomb too. too. I, didn't, I didn't say they're going down. Motherwell. One of them will go Kilmarnock. down, obviously. Yeah. God Excuse bless me. you. Anything else you want me to write down? 
Um, no, 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 that's fine. Uh, moving on. Uh, other, ma- porn. <laughs> other match X. on Saturday. Uh, Rangers 2, St Johnston 0. So uh, we'll get to the VAR stuff in just a wee second and the refereeing decisions. Um, but, you know, we all thought it'd be a comfortable win for Rangers. I thought and- Canwell played well. Yeah. I thought he was, um, he, 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 what he does, he links the midfield to the attack really well. He's a proper playmaker for me, can spot a pass. His pass that led to the second goal right in, in between two uh, St Johnson defenders to Morelos Morelos flicks around the corner into Camara and Camara puts a right foot shot into the corner of the goal I thought Cantwell looked very decent I know he's not played a lot of football since November but I think Rangers potentially have got a really good sign in there yeah the second goal was a was a cracking goal actually nice finish from Glenn Camara so 2-0 it finished the Rangers uh, on the day and then yesterday uh, obviously a couple of matches there was that thriller between Livingston and Hearts at the Tony Macaroni uh, finished 0-0 but probably one of the best 0-0s you could ever see really I mean so many so many things happened that are just rushing into my brain at this moment in time um, can I just take this opportunity now Livingston come on and get your act together Get your act together I am sick and tired of these plastic pitches I've yet to see a decent game on it See that's not true That is true You're not letting me finish what I'm saying You always jump in It does my head in I'm I'm doing it deliberately Because you're doing my head in So that's not true It is true There are bad I've seen some terrible Terrible games on grass pitches Appalling games There was five goals At Rugby Park last week Between Rangers and Kilmarnock Yet the game was poor Right Nobody could control the ball. The ball was running away from players. I think was, that's more of a Rangers was, no, no, and Kilmarnock no, 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 no. issue than a it pitch was, issue. It was bouncing all over the place. It's unnatural bounces. It was like a bouncy ball, and it was the same yesterday at Livingston. It was unbelievable. And even the heart striker Humphreys tweeted last night, how is that AstroTurf allowed? That was his line. How is that AstroTurf allowed? And what he means by that... How can we be having such pitches, such playing surfaces in the top flight of Scottish football? Now, I'm going to give you a wee stat here, mm-hmm. which I tweeted and people loved it because <laughs> the normal, I'm, I'm, I'm right here. Right? So if right. you want to be in the minority, then then go ahead. Okay, right. right? I, I, I got pretty angry there you and did. I stopped myself. I felt like you didn't, really know, you didn't really know what you were going to say. I know, but <laughs> I, I, was going, I was going to go on a proper tirade there. And right, go, go, just give me right, the stat. Right, the stat is this. The English Football League... 72 member clubs they are not allowed a plastic pitch Sutton United who won promotion from the National League into the English Football League had to rip out their plastic pitch to put in a grass pitch because they do not allow them in the English Football League that's every single club in the English Football League 72 and the reason they don't want plastic pitches is because of the reasons that we watched yesterday between Hearts and Livingston at the Tony Macaroni Arena it's a disgrace it's an embarrassment these pitches have to be banned for the good of the game right Kilmarnock Livingston get them to out the door so so, so okay that's fine that's, that's but the, but that, that, no that's the EFL banning them and that's completely up to them so what about I don't know Holland well but I'm not interested in Holland but you're interested in the EFL yes why because, because they're because our it, neighbours because it suits your argument no it doesn't it's not about suiting arguments it's about what's well, right about for it. the game what do you mean Ho- our nearest our nearest okay. neighbours Holland is just there does PSV Eindhoven have a plastic pitch no because no, PSV the Eindhoven Ajax, are minted go and do me a wee favour producer Callum Right, go I like do- how when you want something from me, you don't call me intern. Right, because <laughs> because because I want you to be on my side. Right, just do me a wee favour. There are eighteen clubs 
in the top flight of Dutch football. How many of them have plastic pitches in the top flight of Dutch football? I'm not interested with Eredivisie two or three or whatever they're called. Well, 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 why, why not? Because because but it's the okay top to... flight. I'm talking about the top flight of Scottish football. You were talking about the EFL, which is not the top flight yeah, of English but, football. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. If League Two in England will not allow a plastic pitch, then surely the top flight of Scottish football should not have plastic pitches. That's one point. Do what you want in the Championship. Do what you want in League Two, League One for cost cutting measures or whatever it might be. Fair enough. But see when you come to the top flight of Scottish football, a bit like the rule from back in the day, you cannot join our stadium unless you've got undersol heating or unless you've got a 10,000 10, seater stadium that was a stupid rule though it was a stupid rule but this isn't <laughs> if, if, you, if you win promotion so why are you if, if you rule? win promotion to the premiership of Scottish football then you need to rip out your plastic pitch and the reason I'm waffling on right now is to give Callum an opportunity to find the answer to my question and what's the answer to my question Please keep waffling for a minute. Keep waffling for a minute. Okay, well, I'm going to... No, no, see, Dunfermline. Dunfermline. Grass pitch. I went to see Dunfermline a couple of times last season. Great grass pitch. Would you want a plastic pitch there? No. Of course you wouldn't. When we get Marvin Bartlow on the show a little later, I'm going to ask him, what would he prefer? A plastic or a grass pitch? I'm asking you as a football fan, if you're turning up to a game, do you want to see your team playing on plastic or on grass? It just doesn't bother me. No, it does. You're talking pish. You're, it does, it you're doesn't doing it to annoy me. me. You're doing it to annoy me. I just don't, under, I don't understand if, why you're so upset. If you're a it. proper football fan, you don't want to watch what we witnessed yesterday or what we watched at Rugby Park last week. Four. SC Canberra, FC Emin, FC Volendam and Excelsior have plastic pitches. However, it's heavily rumoured that um, all plastic pitches will need to become grass by the 25-26 season. Brilliant. At least they put a rule in place and they're going to change the rule because plastic pitches... Pitches? Works for your argument. Yeah, plastic pitches for pitch. So that. there you go. There's the Dutch top flight. I've already given notice to the clubs of plastic pitches but, but that it, this is changing. They've rumoured. To be fair, it's published, it's published by quite a big... Um, paper out there that right. that's going to happen so there that you go so they're giving year. them notice right you're going to have to rip that up you're going to have to find the money to put in a grass pitch brilliant well done Eredivisie it's now over to the SPFL to do something similar give a point of notice to Kilmarnock and Livingston and any other club that wants to play their football in the Premiership if you're going to be in our league you're going to have to rip out the plastic pitches and make it a grass pitch brilliant well done Dutt Holland bring it on Scotland I just I just don't know why it annoys you so much. It really doesn't. Did you watch that yesterday? Yeah, but right. did you watch the game last week? What game last week? Kilmarnock versus Rangers. I mean, it, it was pish. But there's lots of there's lots of bad games in Scottish oh, football. You don't, you're not getting it. You no, see no, that, no. You see I, the I ball bounces. There's Celtic, for example, right? They turned up at Livingston and they won three 0 It was a really poor game, right? It was awful, <laughs> but. He made changes to his team based on the surface. He didn't play Abada and he didn't play Jota because he went with a more... How would I put it? What's what? So, so wait a minute. So somebody, you're, you're, somebody, you're, you're, somebody, you're telling me in the history of football, managers have never looked at a really, really boggy grass pitch and went, "Well, oh, actually, I'm going to change my team. We're going to have to go more di- Robin direct." Nielsen, today. Robin Nielsen yesterday made changes to his team. He, he said he wanted to go more direct. I heard him say right. it before no, no, the match. No, no, no. But, but, but you're, you're telling me you're afterwards. Tell, you're telling me Robin Nielsen says he didn't play Snodgrass and he didn't play the likes of Barry Mackay and others because. It was also they didn't fancy it. They don't like those pitches, and it's not good for them. Whether it be their knees, whether it be their ankles, etc., etc., etc. And they play Rangers on Wednesday night, which is also a big match, and he's resting his better players. Janelli was on the bench yesterday. You've as well. even got a harsh striker coming out and asking why are we playing on AstroTurf. I just don't understand why it annoys you so much. You're like old man shouting at. A I'm going to ask producer Callum. Producer Callum, if Dundee United were to install a plastic pitch tomorrow, 
Would you be happy with that? No, of course not. No, of course not, because you're a football fan. This numpty across from me is playing devil's advocate. So I know deep down he's with me, but he can't bring himself to admit that he's with me because he's a tube. That's why. Dundee net now, Celtic 2 yesterday rounding off the Premiership action. Um, well, again, we'll get to the VAR stuff in just a wee second. Um, the first goal, it was a sort of cross shot type thing, but a decent header from Jota at the oh, back post. What a header? Yeah. He was on he was on the, the, the goal line. Yeah. Totally. I don't I don't even go that cross goal. I don't know the goalkeeper's doing either, but it's a great header. Goalkeeper having a bit of a nightmare. But better than getting beaten 9-0 from Celtic. An yeah. improvement, a seven goal improvement. Yeah. If that's the baseline. And I did say in the podcast last week I would take a one or two nil loss. And you were right? And I was right. Yeah. I thought you played alright. But we did this it's frustrating and I won't be won't go on for this for too long. But we did the exact same thing against Rangers. We were great for eighty five minutes and a five minute spell we blew it and we just did the same again yesterday you're 1-0 down mm-hmm. and the ball gets played through Stephen Fletcher mm-hmm. Joe Hart's off his line yeah. and he takes it first time see if he makes a better connection with that you might have equalised there I don't think we could still be playing now I don't think Dundee United would score in that game oh you think yeah I, think it's one of I thought Celtic were comfortable yeah. and they deserved their win and that, that, that first goal was cracking great cross from Moy OK, let's drop down into the Championship Friday night. What is going on at Cove Rangers? They've conceded 19 goals in four matches and they got beat 5-0 on Friday night against Air United. So first of all, congratulations to Air United and they are just a point off leaders Queen's Park now. It's all getting very tight at the top of the Championship because the other big game on Saturday was in the Championship. It was Dundee against Queen's Park and it ended up 3-0 to Dundee. Paul McMullen had a penalty saved in the first half but then Dundee went on and won pretty comfortably in the end. Is this... Is, is this where Dundee are going to kick on and win the league I said that last week I think Dundee will still win the league I think Queen's Park will, will, will stumble I think they'll fall down the league and I think Dundee will go in and win it quite comfortably and I said on Saturday on the big Saturday football show you thought that Queen's Park would go there and win I said they won't it'll be a 2-0 win to Dundee Queen's Park didn't have one shot on target Dundee dominated that game and they showed their class they showed their experience at Dens Park in front of a, a big crowd they'll win the league Morton on a bit of a shugly run of late. What's going on there? Yeah, to- obviously they lost to Celtic last week, so we won't discount that. But even in the league, it's been a wee bit wobbly as well. And Arbroath went to Capolo and won 2-1, coming from behind as well. So Arbroath closing the gap on Cove. Cove are just a point in front of them now. You said a few weeks ago, you and you thought Arbroath were done. I thought they were done. They're a point away from safety. You'd have to say that Arbroath look as though they might be all right if Cove continue to... To slide down the table the way they are. I mean, they're conceding goals for fun. And what about Hamilton? All of a sudden. They ruined my coupon at the weekend. Why did you have part? Surely the odds for Partick like Thistle were so poor. No, they were, they, they, were, they were like 3 to 4 or something, but I had them with. I had Hibs. I had. Who else did I have that nobody thought would win? I had Dundee. And I also had Partick Thistle. And I had Hearts for yesterday, so it's a four-team coupon. So right, yeah. so, so Hearts let down your coupon as well. And Hearts as well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So with Partick Thistle, it seems to be one step forward, two steps back, because it was another defeat against Hamilton uh, on Saturday. And uh, I always, I always, I don't know if it's because I follow a lot of Partick Thistle fans on social media. Some of my friends are Partick Thistle fans. Some of your closest friends. Some of my closest friends. They're so fickle. Like, they love Ian McCall one week, they want them sacked the next week and it's totally based on the result now I don't think Ian McCall's a particularly amazing manager but at the same time I don't think he's a rubbish manager I think he's a decent manager and I think he's doing an alright job I think there's 
Tons of stuff going on behind the scenes at Partick Thistle that are but obviously... But they're so hot and cold, Steve, and that's got, the no, thing. No, they totally are. But the fans on social media are the yeah. most hot and cold fans I think I've ever come across in my life. Um, but uh, they were cold after Saturday because... Well, we've not offended any fans of teams for a wee while, so Livingston, Partick Thistle ticked off and won. No, I, I, ju- I, just, I just think... And Kilmarnock. I feel, and Kilmarnock I feel a bit sorry for Ian McCall, is my point, because I just think that... I think he's actually doing a pretty decent job. But again, I'm not a part of this fan. I don't see them every week. So. Some of your best friends are. Some of my best friends are. Uh, elsewhere, Wraith Rovers 2, Inverness 2 on Saturday. So all square in the kingdom. Let's drop down into League 1. 4-0 to Airdrie against Aloe on Saturday. A thumping win for them. Uh, FC Edinburgh 1, Falkirk 2. Which means Falkirk closed the gap at the top. Squeaky bum time! Dunferman drew with bottom of the table Clyde. Honestly, are, are, you, are you worried now? you got a wee sweat on? that Falkirk are closing the gap and they're playing well and again decent results that's a good result away to FC Edinburgh Dunfermline are five points clear at the top of the league doesn't matter you're going to play them twice and you drew with the bottom club Clyde I'm and you to come you, back from 1-0 down I'm going to ask you a question if all things being equal whose position would you rather be in at this moment in time on current form Falkirk you'd rather be five points behind in the on table on current form Falkirk no, on current form I would rather be Falkirk no, because wouldn't. tell you what you what, do you, what do you mean current form? Current form. Dunfermline haven't lost since October. Current form. Dunfermline haven't current. lost a match since October. Have they closed the gap? Have Falkirk closed the gap? Yes or no? Do the f- answer is yes. Yes, right. five points. Are you so you'd rather be five points behind the table? Um, you're not listening That's to insane. what I'm saying. You're not, you're not listening you're, to no, what I'm saying. You're just no, no, trying no, no, to no, no, get no. at it. No, no. At did you not draw 2-2 two, two with Peterhead at home just a few weeks ago? No Yeah you did That was about September Well whatever it was You drew with them Right (laughs) (laughs) Right And you drew with Clyde The bottom club as well Dunfermline have dropped Six points to Clyde and Peter You've only lost one game But your draws are going to kill you And I think Falkirk will catch you I said two weeks ago That I think that Dunfermline Will win this league Quite comfortably I'm now going to change My opinion I think that Falkirk Will catch you They're going to win the league And you will not get out Through the playoffs You're going to be stuck In League One next season Nah I'm no, telling you so, Falkirk, so, with so John, just, McGlynn, just, John McGlynn going in there yeah. He has found His just, rhythm He's just, found his team He's got it through to the boys <laughs> He will take them up Just remind me like How many championships Has John McGlynn won In his career He's going to win it this year Is he? Aye 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 totally oh, aye. I'd be worried if I were you Oh wow Oh Quaking them up. Do you know what I mean? Is, so, so, so is, now you'd rather be a team Who are five points behind the leaders Having played the same games It's easier to chase Than it is to lead We've been leading all season. We're still easy. leading by yeah. five points. But will you be there come May? Yes. Well, we'll soon find out. It's easier to chase than it is to lead because you have no pressure on you because the team in front are expected to win it. Of course you've got pressure. No, Look at Lewis Hamilton up against Verstappen in the, the Grand Prix, right? He was out in front, 13 seconds ahead of Verstappen. What happened in the last lap? Verstappen caught him on the second to last corner and won the World Championship. I'll tell you what this is, right? You, my friend, Dunfermline, are Lewis Hamilton. And when it comes to Falkirk and John McGlynn, they're Verstappen. And Verstappen is coming up behind you and he's going to take you in the final bend. So wait a minute, we are the seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton. Yes, you are. I'll take that. Yeah, but, but, you, but you're losing on the last day of the season. But he's won the world title seven times. But you're not winning it this year, that's my point. Verstappen's winning it. But what about the seven times he did win it when he led from the front and won it? You'll see. 
Mark, <laughs> mark, mark this down, producer Callum. Okay, you mark Falkirk it down. winning the league last day of the season. Montrose versus Kelty. It finished 3 3. Nathan Austin scoring in the 93rd minute to equalise for Kelty. And if you haven't seen the goal, jump onto Kelty's Twitter. It's a superb goal. There's about 25 passes. Oh. Great move. And then Nathan Austin knocks it in. It's a really, really, really good goal. And uh, a big point for Kelly as well. Keeps the run beating run going for a wee bit. And they play Falkirk next as well. Uh, Peterhead 1, Queen of the South 3. We'll be hearing from Marvin Bartley in just a few minutes. So stand by for that. Uh, elsewhere in League 2, it's Albion Rovers now 4 for 1. Ray McKinnon getting things back on track at 4 for Annan 3 0 winners against East 5. Dumbarton, they are still top of the table. 1 0 winners against bottom of the table. Bonnie Rig, who are heading for relegation. There are four points adrift at the bottom. Bonnie Rig, who you said might win the league. No, no, I said Albi might win the league. I know, but you said Bonnie Rig would be fine. Oh, they'd be fine. I did say they'd be fine. Yeah. Doesn't look like it, does it? So I can change my opinion on that one. Okay. Bonnie Rig are are in deep, deep trouble, and I still think that Albion could win the league. Uh, They're definitely not. Uh, Stenhouse Muir 2, Elgin City now. So a good start for Gary Naismith. That is the first time that Stenhouse Muir have kept a clean sheet in 20 matches. Wow. And <laughs> Gary Naismith's wife still hasn't followed me back on Twitter. No wonder. Uh, Stirling Albion <laughs> 1, Stranraer 0 rounds off the scores in League 2. You are listening to the Big Scottish Football Podcast. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Okay. Let's get Marvin Bartlett on the line. Queen of the South manager. How you doing, Marvin? Yeah, I'm good. I'm very good, thank you. Uh, voice is a bit croaky, um, but no, I'm all good. And a lot better after the weekend because you got your first win as Queen of the South yeah. manager. Yes, congratulations, <laughs> mate. No, cheers. Um, you know, listen, the, the boys are brilliant, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we see the one shot on target. Um, happened to be a penalty that ended up in the back of the net on the stroke of half time. So, listen, they, they dealt with that well. Came out second half, kept the standards high and went on to win 3-1. And another day, it could have probably been 5-1. So, no, it's brilliant. And as you said, to get the first win helps a lot. Um, I think I grew a few grey hairs after that goal went in. Because I looked in the mirror yesterday, there's a couple on the side of my head that I want to get cut out today. So, yeah, the boys are putting me through the stress already. Listen, so many questions I want to ask you. Because, obviously, it's your first managerial job. I know you're assistant at Livingston, obviously, as well. I'm presuming you applied for other jobs as well. I mean, how many jobs did you go for before you got this one? Uh, no, listen, I wasn't in a position where I felt I had to kind of apply for jobs. Um, you know, I was happy doing what I was doing, getting my coaching badges, getting my experiences up. So, you know, it wasn't a sense of, you know, going out there and applying for jobs. Yes, I did speak to other clubs, um, but this was kind of the first one where I think everything aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people always say to you when you go for, go for jobs or you go and speak to people, not everything's going to be perfect. But for me, this was you know, kind of the best one in terms of the situation where the club wanted to go, where I want to go, how the club want to do things. Um, so, yeah, everything aligned and, and that's why I decided to take the job, um, you know, and, and obviously leave my assistant manager's role at Livingston. Marvin, in 1998, I played a game called Championship Manager. <laughs> I, I, I then went on to Football Manager. Do you, yeah. did, did you ever play Football Manager and do you ever dream that that would happen for you in reality? Oh, of course, you know, I was the same as you. I was championship manager back in the day. I think I first played at the Atari ST. Yes, that's right, yes, yes. 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 <laughs> what team did you go when you're playing championship manager? 
I'm pretty sure my, my brothers made me be somebody like Wickham. I'll never forget there was a guy called Steve Guffey, and I'll have to check this out. Um, and back in Championship Manager then, I've got two older brothers, so they're basically like bullies. I had to be like a, a rubbish team about being disrespectful to Wickham fans. And, and back then, it was kind of like, on Championship Manager, if one of your players decides to go abroad, you couldn't stop them. So Steve Guppy was my star player. I want to say he was a left midfielder, and then he decided to go abroad. So then that was me. I, I stopped playing the game for about a year or so. I threw my toys out of the pram. So no, I was championship manager, and then I was playing football manager up until about three weeks ago, and then things got real. So. <laughs> How different is it from the actual football manager? Um, yeah, it's very different. Um, it's probably a lot more stress. Um, you know, we've all been there when you, you, you've made a few signings that have not worked out and you hit restart on, on the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you've made that wrong signing, you can't restart now, Marvin. You need to stick with them and get them better. Exactly. You know, I'd, be, I'd have been restarting at half time at the weekend uh, if I could have. So, you know, it'd have been a lot of stressful for me. So, yeah, listen, well, it, it, it's a lot different. Well, one more question for you when it comes to yeah. football manager and championship manager. You're, you're now doing it for real, but when I was playing it back in the day, See if I got my team to a Scottish Cup or an FA Cup final or a European Cup final, I'd go and put a suit on. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Honestly. good. You, I'd, I'd, go to, I'd go to school and go to work thinking about formations and who I was going to sign. Honestly, your addiction sounded as bad as mine for it. That was the thing. Like, you'd be sitting in maths and English thinking about, oh, when I get home, I'm going to make this sign or I'm going to play this formation. And uh Probably my grades didn't, you know, like that too much in, in terms of, you know, the thinking of football manager. But no, listen, I've been there putting the suits on. I didn't want to wear a tie to school, but I was happy to put one on for a cup final. Definitely. <laughs> and, and, and Marvin, do you have to decide, like, back to real life now, just like you did in football manager, but you need to decide what sort of manager you're going to be. Correct. Do you, do you make a conscious decision? Have you made a conscious decision to be a runner and raver or a nice and calm in the dressing room or, you know, a tracksuit manager, a suit manager, like all these things. Yeah. Have you had to decide this? Or are you just going with the flow and going with no. what you feel is natural? Yeah, no, listen, I've decided to be myself. Um, you know, I've been put in this position because, you know, obviously how, how I was when I spoke to the club and, I've been allowed to kind of go on this footballing journey because I've always been myself. So, you know, I tell my players to be themselves and I'm exactly the same. In terms of on the side, it's easy for me. I, I do wear a tracksuit. Um, you know, I like, I like to be involved. I probably kick every ball. But in terms of being a runner and raver or, you know, trying to do tactics or whatever, it might be at half time. Things can be very, very different. Um, you know, on Saturday, literally, there wasn't any shouting at all. Um, it's very much of, listen, you're behind now. Um, you know, you get adversity in life and, and, and this is something that's happened in this game today. It's how, how we deal with it. You know, I spoke to Paul in front of the players and I said, you need to get your teammate out of a hole now because he's made a mistake. You know, it's cost us a goal. But, you know, what? it might be one of you boys next week. So, listen, we're all in this together. It's not about, you know, talking about individuals and blaming them. We're all in this together. Can we get him out of a hole and show what we're about? And, and I did say to the boys, everyone out there will be saying, have Queen's chuck this, you know, because we're a team that should be doing better in the league. And, you know, to the outside world who haven't watched the game or looked at the stats, they're like, oh, they're 1-0 down again, you know, away at Peterhead. Those players have chucked it. And I said, have we chucked it? And the boys said, no, we definitely haven't. And I had to let them know that, you know, that's what people will be saying. And as I said, in the second half, they went on and didn't basically repeat the first half, if I'm honest, because they were brilliant in the first half, brilliant in the second half, and they went on to win the game very, very comfortably. Marvin, um, I've upset three of the six uh, Livingston fans. Um, 
with, with my with my opinions on a plastic pitch, that game against Hearts was atrocious, and I think that the the plastic pitch had a lot to do with that. You're no longer at Livingston, but you 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 know plastic pitches. You're working with plastic pitches. You're yeah. with you're you're on a plastic pitch right right now. I'm going mm-hmm. to ask you just straight out as a former footballer and now a manager. Would you rather be on a grass pitch or are you happy with the plastic pitch? Right, there's there's two kind of answers to this one question. Would I rather be on a grass pitch? If a grass pitch is a very, very good grass pitch, then most definitely I think everyone would prefer to play on, on a grass pitch. But some of the grass pitches we see, you know, we watch the semi-finals, all of us watched the semi-finals the other day, and, and our national pitch wasn't up to scratch. But Marv, know, Marvin, Marvin, there were two good games, though. They, in your opinion, they were, they were two good games. I don't think the players enjoyed it. I don't think you know, managers from both sides, you know, winners and the losers, both complained about the pitch. Yeah, so, true. You know, for me, that means that there was a problem with the pitch. Now, listen, if you're going to get a, a, a brilliant pitch, an 8 out of 10 grass pitch all day long, there's not many 8 out of 10 grass pitches throughout the whole season. So for me, I'd rather be on a plastic pitch than a substandard grass pitch. But listen, if it's a, if it, if it's a brilliant grass pitch, then all day long, you know, players would definitely prefer to be on that. And and so would I as a manager, and I'm sure, you know, the supporters would prefer to watch that. But the problem is getting grass pitches of that level. Um, we, we don't have enough of them and for long enough during the season. Listen, I know you've got to go uh, very shortly, Marvin, because uh, you've got to go and actually train your uh, players. Yeah, right? No, no, he's doing scouting on Football Manager. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, well, you, you, here's a question. Will you use Football Manager's in-depth analysis and players to scout players? No, listen, there is a lot of scouting that goes into it, but I can tell you it takes a lot more time than clicking a few buttons on Football Manager, I've realised. <laughs> and the A's realised as well, honestly, I get home from football and it's more football, you know. So I've been kind of patched to the smaller living room with everything set up and, you know, she's through in the main living room. So no, there's a lot more scouting too. I wish I could just press a few buttons and, oh, he's going to be a wonder kid. That would be that would be ideal. But unfortunately, me and Granny don't have the, the access or the staff members to, to give us that kind of information. Totally. A quick couple of questions before yep. you go Marvin uh, why didn't your old gaffer David Martindale want to come on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> he's a busy guy that's Marvin that's very diplomatic that, that's not the real answer tell us he, what the he, real answer he, is he, he's trying to get a, a, a top six finish um, you know, <laughs> he does a lot of podcasts you know so I'm sure he's just too busy at the, this moment in time to do it I'm sure he'll do it in the future Ma- Marvin does David like me Who's that speaking? (laughs) (laughs) If it's Callum, no, he doesn't. (laughs) One day I'm going to turn up to a media conference and I'm just going to go, hello, David, it's you and Cameron here from the big Saturday football show. How do you think he'd react? Oh, he'll say, hi, you, and how are you? I've not heard of your show, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Listen, uh, Marvin, we're going to let you go. Um, There is... uh, there's obviously lots of work for you to be doing yes. and best of luck for the rest of the season apart from when you played Dunferman obviously um, <laughs> so if you could lie down to Dunferman in a couple of weeks that would be perfect because <laughs> Falkirk are right up our backsides now and I'm not enjoying it okay <laughs> it makes it more competitive top <laughs> amazing cheers Marvin cheers Marvin for the best care. thanks bye bye the big Scottish football podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron thank you very much are we doing VR WTF? Oh yeah, we are actually. I pressed the wrong one. Sorry about that. Let's do this. La gente está muy loca. What the fuck? Just off there, there. 
And Dan Callum was like, God, you're so professional, Stephen. I'm like, thanks very much. Are and you then, uh, are you two trying to make my life difficult today? Have yeah. you had a wee pact and you're like, oh, this yeah. will be hilarious watching Just this. keep everything in. Don't edit a thing out of the show. I can't do that. No, you can. <laughs> I can't. This is real life, mate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. VR, WTF. Uh, here are the contentious decisions at the weekend. We'll start in the Rangers game. Nicky Clark getting sent off. You and Cameron. Red card. Stephen Mill. Not a red card. Oh, here we go. Yellow card. See your hate for all things Rangers, right? It <laughs> shines through nearly every single week on this podcast. You've mm-hmm. got the blinkers on. You Into do not bed. like Rangers. You really don't, mate. And I think that's really quite sad. And it's a sad indictment on a lot of the media in Scottish football mm-hmm. that that have issues against a particular football club. Yep. And it's a goldfish bowl mentality. And I'm so glad that I spent 16 years of my life in the Middle East. So I've come back to Scotland with an open mind and I call it as I see it. Mm. Whereas people like yourself ruin the game in Scotland because you are so bitter and you're so hateful Mm. that even if Nicky Clark had broken Ryan Jack's leg, you would have said that's not a red card. That's not true. It's not true at all. <laughs> Don't know you, Stephen. Stephen. But well, that that's not true. Uh, Ryan Jack, yellow card. So Nicky Clark is red because it's high and it's out of control. Uh, the 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 yellow card for Ryan Jack is the uh, the correct call by the referee. And I sent you a perfect example of that from a Premiership game in October of 2022, <laughs> where Ben Chilwell. Challenges Jacob Ramsey against Aston Villa very right. similar. Two different leagues. Doesn't not matter. Even, not it's a similar challenge, but listen, it, was a, it was a yellow card. Listen, Willie Collum was recommended to go across and look at it on Correct. the VR screen. Yeah. So they obviously thought it was more than a yellow card behind the scenes. But no, Willie, they thought it was red. Yes. VAR, the VAR referee the VAR thought, it thought it was red. red. Yeah. Having the benefit of looking at it from several angles, Willie Collum went across and looked at it and didn't change his mind because he knows the rules. Because he knows the rules. That wasn't malicious. There was no intent or, or dangerous intent. If you look, John, me read out the rules. Let me go just read out the rules, right? Because I, I actually had to Google this, do, do, so I went onto the iFab website. Do you, do you think there was dangerous intent from Nicky Clark's challenge? Do you think he? Yeah, it was it? high. It was high. Do you th- no, no, no. But that's not answer my question. Was there dangerous intent? Let me read out the rules. Right. Let me read out the rules from iFab when it comes to the seven reasons that you will give. A red card. Mm-hmm. Guilty of serious foul play. Was Ryan Jack serious foul play? Don't think so, no. Guilty of violent conduct? No. Spits an opponent? No. Denies the opposing team a goal or an obvious goal? No. Denies an obvious goal scoring opportunity? No. Uses offensive, insulting, abusive language? No. Receives a second caution in the same match? No. Right. Those are the only reasons to get a red card. Right, oh, so it's a yellow. So, so why was Nicky Clark sent off then? That because it was high. Because it doesn't apply. It, it was it, No, I, I think the rule number one applies there. I don't think... Serious foul play. I don't think it is serious. I, serious I, 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 genu- I genuinely don't. And, I don't. and just for the record, I actually don't think Ryan Jacks was a, a red card either. I thought it was a yellow card. Did, did, did you hear that? Did you, did you? He actually said that it was a yellow card for Ryan Jack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However... Wow. In the context of the game on Saturday... No, you can't judge them both. Yes, you can, because no, it's the same referee, it's the same match, so you need to apply the rules consistently. I don't think Willie Collum applied the rules consistently on Saturday because I don't think Nicky Clarks was a red card, but 
if you are giving a red card for that, you have to give a red card for Ryan Jack. Don't explain that one to me because that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever because, because it's two it, very different incidents. Because he's deemed that the first one is dangerous play. Yeah. Serious foul play. Serious foul play. Then if that's serious foul play, Ryan Jack's a serious foul play as well. Because he, he's caught him on his ankle, but Ryan, studs into but, the ankle. But the, the ball's on the, on the deck. Right, okay. And he's sliding it to get the ball. Nicky Clark won the ball. Nicky Clark literally wins it's, the ball. It's irrelevant whether you win the ball so or not. So why are you bringing that because up? The, because, hit, because he's high. He at, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's either the ball, winning the ball is relevant or it's not. Right. Like, and you know, I, I, I do I do understand that sometimes you can win the ball and you can your fall through. If the, if the ball's high and your studs are up and you catch the, the player's head. Wait, wait. If the ball's high and you catch the player's head with your studs, you're a sent off for that, right? Because that's deemed a serious foul play. And Michael Beale said in his post-match media conference that... Ryan Jack is now a doubt for the game against Hearts on Wednesday because a gash mm. just below his knee from the challenge from Nicky Clark. Mm. Right? There is contact and it's high. That's serious foul play. That's a straight red card. So Ryan Jack studs into somebody's ankles. Nowhere near the ball. He went for the ball. So did Nicky Clark. Nicky Clark got the ball. Yeah, but he's high. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a difference between... Why are you looking at me like that? Am I the only one here that speaks any sense when it comes to talking about the rules of the game? Because you two numpties don't have a clue, right? Serious foul play, Nicky Clark, tick. Red card, off you go. There is no serious foul play in Ryan Jack's challenge. Now, what you, you, you're trying you, to say... Now, you're saying that Ryan Jack is a yellow card, right? Yeah. So we agree on that. Yeah. But your problem is, is if he sent Nicky Clark off for that challenge, he has to send Ryan yeah. Jack off. Two very different incidents. Two very different incidents. Uh, I, I, do, I do accept that there were different sorts of challenges. So why are you bringing up Ben Chilwell from October 2022 in the Premier League? A different match, a different situation altogether. So why are you bringing that up to back up your argument? Because it sounded good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. The penalty. The penalty. Goldson flicks the header. Heads off his back. Whatever. But it's off him, heading towards goal. And the boy, whoever the defender is for um, St. Johnston, James, James Brown, is, is as though he is directing traffic in airport. There's a jumbo jet coming in and he's like taxiing them in. He's got his arms out, flapping them about. There's no need for his arms to be flapping about like that. I... I so anyway, I genuinely, genuinely don't know what's you, a penalty and not now. Right. Because 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 on Saturday, I, I can totally see why it was given as a penalty. Would you want a penalty there? Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Right, so would, there yeah. you go. That's a penalty then. That's it. Moving but, on. But then the week before, Celtic get a penalty. The FA Ambrose situation. That was different. They got that one wrong. Right. They got okay. that one wrong. Right. Okay. But that one they got right. But they still got a penalty for it, and they went to VAR. They looked at it, and they still gave a penalty. Yes. Yeah. But they got it right eventually. <laughs> I, I think the handball rule is a mess, an absolute mess. I would agree with that, but the Goldson penalty that uh, he won is is a hundred percent a spot kick. Okay, let's move on to the Celtic game uh, penalty. Hundred percent, hundred percent. The boy actually sticks his hand out again. He's directing traffic in the airport. Jumbo Jet seven four seven come in. Woo! There you go. In you come. It's so stupid. Why has he done that? And it's the he did it against Rangers last season. Put his arm out to stop a cross. But it's why? Just, I, I, I don't that, know. You, you, you can actually literally see it from behind the goals like that. <laughs> and the referee, how does he not see that? He's looking straight at it. Well, you got two penalty decisions wrong. Aye. Yes, exactly. So the Birigetti, um penalty. That was uh, not a penalty. He came out and punched the ball, yeah. and his momentum took him in, took him into Kogo. 
I think that's the referee feeling the pressure again and felt the need to give the penalty in that position. He didn't know to have the hassle on the Monday morning. Interesting that you've thought about. Uh, interesting that you've said about talking about pressure there in that game, but you don't think Willie Collum felt the pressure on Saturday when he went across the VR. He applied the rules of the game. <laughs> he applied the rules. No, no, no. We're not talking. We're not talking about that because the rules are irrelevant See, when it comes to right. when it comes to pressure. If if the referee had given the penalty and stuck by his decision yesterday because he had God knows how many Celtic fans, thousands 5, of Celtic, 5,000 Celtic fans there. If he buckled under the pressure, he would have given the penalty. But he didn't. He changed his mind. Willie Collum didn't but you, change but, his mind. But you can't... So he's therefore using your logic but, but, buckle to the pressure. But again, you cannot give a penalty when it clearly isn't because that shows how inept you are as a referee when it comes to it Willie Collum. Celtic Park on Saturday last it, week. It happened at Parkhead. Like, right. Exactly. That's my point. They were inept. It was a daft decision. It was a stupid decision. I'm sure they got hauled over the coals for it as well. Right. So my point is this. The referee cannot give a penalty when it's clearly not a penalty and everyone can see it. So he had to then change his original decision. I, I completely right. agree. It wasn't so, he got it right in the end. Right. When it comes to Willie Collum and he goes and has a look at the and challenge you've got 50, from Ryan Jack, Rangers yeah. fans and uh, Ibrox and and the two people who have seen it in the VR centre think it's a red card yeah they do and Willie Collum has 50,000 Rangers fans around him isn't the easy decision just to go no actually I got it right uh, and keep all these people happy the reason, we'll move on. the reason he said he got it right is because he did again a bit like the penalty at Tanadice the so referee what, ultimately made the right decision so, so although so, so said, do, do, do referees crack under pressure or do they not you're confusing yourself here because you said that they crack under some pressure some do not every, not every referee is the same so, I, the, so the week before at Parkhead I, I actually think that Willie Collin would have enjoyed going over it and telling the referees in Bayliston I'm sticking with my original decision you know nothing I think he'd enjoyed every single second of that and all the talk around it he's one of the first referees to go and have a look at the screen and uh, stick to his original um, decision I think he'd have loved every second of that Right, let's move on to the one other VAR issue in the top flight. It was, it should have been a penalty to Motherwell oh, on yes. Saturday. 100%. Charles Dunn yeah. hauls down Ricky Lamy. Why is that not given as a penalty? It's WWF, isn't it? Stevie Hammer was livid in his post-match. Livid about it. And rightly so. I mean, massive, massive decision there. VAR from behind the goal. I mean, there's no debate in it. You can see it a mile off. I suppose the argument would be the defenders in front clear it. He's not did getting there. Does he's it? Dead. Mm. Curtis Main won the header at the front post. But again, like Curtis Main won the header at the front post. It's not as though he stopped a goal-scoring opportunity or stopped him from getting the ball. Could that have been part of the decision not to give the penalty or to it's review a it? Foul, no, but I'm, I, there's a lot of pushing and shoving in the penalty box, and a lot. Not of, like that. Not like, like that. Oh wait, guys, I agree with you. I think it's a penalty, right? So don't be pointing at me like no, the no, way I've that got a you question are. For you, I wasn't. I had my hand, in my palms up. I wouldn't point. I'm not rude. You're pointing at me right now. Yeah, yeah who do you that. think you're? Obi Wan Kenobi. I don't get the reference. Yeah, no, it's like that with the force. Carry the on. hand. It. So when Lauren Shanklin went down in the box in that Dundee United game a few weeks ago, it wasn't a penalty. Not... Okay, cool. That wasn't a penalty. He went in way too easy, right? That's all I want to know. Right, but the ball was near him. That's the, why the, the penalty was given because the ball was near him. That's ridiculous. No, it's, it's not. It's true. Uh, well, show me in the IFAB rules then. 
since you're no, cur- no, the ball, cur- no, no, no. You right. always got the okay. IFAB rules. If right. you can find in the IFAB rules, the ball was near him. Right. Mm. Let's talk generally here, right? No, right. let's talk. See when a corner comes in, there's a lot of pushing let's and shoving and grabbing of shirts and all that. You yeah, will, that understand you, it. You will want the IFAB rules and tell um, me and show me the rule that says if the ball's near him, he gets a penalty. <laughs> I mean, you're the one who brings up the IFAB rules, not me. So uh, you, can, you can't have the IFAB rules for some uh, things and not I've, for others. I've not checked the IFAB rules when oh, it you've comes not checked to it, no, right, no, okay. when it comes to pulling and shoving and holding on in a penalty box. But what I will say is this: and and the ball must be near them. Is that so? It's IFAB rule. The general rule, whenever you see a penalty given at a corner kick, is that the ball is heading towards the player that's about to challenge for the header, and he gets hauled down instantly. The, the referee gives a penalty very rarely do you get a penalty if the corner comes in in a near post and it's cleared and there's somebody pushing and fighting at the back post there's no penalty given the ball has to be there to be won for you to get the penalty Curtis Main wins the header but, at the near post and yes there's a scramble in the box there's a hauling down of the the, 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 the Motherwell player and had the ball cleared Curtis Main's head and was heading towards that boy right it's a penalty, 100%. So, just to clarify. Go on. The ball needs to be going to that person or in the vicinity for that to be a penalty. I'm second-guessing the referee, and that's what I think they thought. So the ball wasn't getting to him. If you, if you have, like, an off-the-ball incident then, where somebody... Like, you see, all the time, there's nothing given for that. No, I'm not talking about in the penalty box. I'm just talking about in general. So, if, I, if you just went and sort of choke-slammed somebody at the halfway line... You get sent off. Right, so what's the difference between that and... And there'll be a 50-50 because that's happened off the ball. You, right, okay, so this has happened off the ball and it's a foul, so why is it not a penalty? Because the reason it's not a penalty is because the ball... Yeah, I know, I get right, that. Okay. I, get, I get that, but, but, then, but then if there's an off the ball, right, it's okay, the, okay, the ball's let, nowhere let near me, it. Let me ask you then, right? The ball's up in the final third of Motherwell. Mm-hmm. And in the Motherwell half, where the goalkeeper is, he has slammed. A St Johnston striker. Yeah. You don't pull that back to give him a penalty. Yes, you do. Absolutely, you would if Farsaw. No, you wouldn't. If Farsaw, you would absolutely. No, you don't. Yes, you would. No, you wouldn't because that. No, you don't. Yes, you would. Are you being stupid on purpose? Hold a wee second. You're telling me, right, if there's an incident which is 40 yards away, Uh it's got nothing to do with the play at that moment. Yep. You can give a free kick or a penalty. Yes, of course course you can. can. Is that not then just deemed that somebody gets a yellow card or sent off for violent conduct? And so where do you take the foul from then? And, and Just take it from where the ball was. No, but there's something going off the ball. Right. So what happened with Zinedine Zidane when he got when he kicked that boy in the chest? The referee didn't see the play continued. First it was a header, but yeah, go on. But he, he kicked the boy in the chest. Oh no, sorry, head boy the boy in the chest. Right? But the, the referee didn't see it. was the fourth official that eventually pulled these. And then they brought it back and they got a free kick. And especially with VAR now, of course it would be a free kick or a penalty. Of course it would be. So if a fight breaks out in the penalty area, there's a penalty given. If if yes, of if course the ball, it is. So if the ball's sixty yards away, yep. and there's an argument going on between so, the goalkeeper and the, and so the opposition if the goal, striker, if the goalkeeper just comes out and lamps the striker, of it, course it's a penalty. I don't know how we've ended up here because I don't. I think it was a penalty, but I can understand why they might not have given it. This is the real football phoning with you and Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on 0845 100 2101. I have a question. <laughs> Alan Ruff OBE? Yeah. Why not you and Cameron OBE? Why not you and Cameron MB? Why not you and Cameron CB?
Why not Sir Ewan Cameron? Why not Lord <laughs> Ewan Cameron? How come? How can how can he get it? But you don't. If I was offered, I would reject it. Because well, it's very easy to say that when you haven't <laughs> been offered it. So. If my jam asked you on a date, I wouldn't even go. Wouldn't yeah, want it. exactly. Uh-huh. So Alan Ruff's got his OBE. He did, aye. Congratulations, Ruffy. For services to radio. Yeah. Real radio, mate. Why have you not been offered an honour? I don't think he got an OBE for his... Um... He said specifically at the time, this is services to radio and real radio. And broadcasting. Broadcasting. Um, well, I'm not as old as him, so maybe it might come one day for me. So that's that's what I'm thinking because he's 73, 74. I'm a good 20 plus years younger than him. So yeah. So not about it's about kicking the teeth. Because yeah, you you were the host of that show. Ruffy, well, well, Ruffy was Well, uh, without me he's nothing. Hmm. Right. So were you responsible for his OBE? Oh, 100%. What? Are the, you, sh- are the show you, was, the show was going nowhere without me. Are you in the sort of you're So out of the OBE you're getting the the E. The E or the, the B and the O. Yes. Yeah. You've uh-huh. you, you put the B-O into O-B-E. <laughs> the Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Right. We posted on our Twitter, at Big Football Scott, which footballers, managers, referees, pundits would feature if Scottish football were a brunch. Loads of you got in touch. Some of you gave really good answers. Some of you gave really bad answers. So here we go. Lawrence Lamshankland from S. Jenks. Dick Avocado. Uh, Connor Smokes Salmon from Scott Kellen. Cappuccino Low. Cappuccino. Who has avocado for their lunch? You would have a brunch. We avocado. I mean, come on. Uh, probably. Uh, Alex Largs. Cappuccino Low? What? Capolo. Oh, right. Uh, Russell Latte Pay from Jerry Taylor. Why does anyone drink a latte? I don't even know what a latte is. You can't is. even taste the coffee, and it's just like hot milk. It's horrible. And if you don't add sugar to it, it's even worse. Indogrill Stadium. Uh, Huevos Rangeros. He's <laughs> very good. Huevos what? Huevos Rangeros. What's Huevos Rangeros? It's sort of like a Mexican breakfast thing. It's like uh, tomato, uh, a tomato sauce. It's got like a fried egg on top of it. It's very good. Okay. It's very tasty. Uh, Shak Shuki Shuka Nakamuri Shak Shuka is like a North African breakfast it's very popular in brunch spots around the south side of Glasgow I've genuinely never heard of that it, it's, in my life is that where you frequent Callum around the south side of Glasgow to get your Shinshuki <laughs> that's that's just Nakamura's first name it's that's... a it's a dish of eggs poached in sauce harissa sauce it's, you'd like it that's from Ricky Alfredo more scrambled eggos <laughs> from Stuart Rankin these are quite bad. Stephen Welsh rare bit. Hamish French toast from Paul Robertson. That's quite good. Uh, afternoon tea time kickoff. The Scony Macaroni Arena. And Cheese and Jimmy Pickle from <laughs> Smiley Face. Kyle Laffer tea and toast. Scrambled Greg Stewart on a Mc- Mark McGee's roll. Andy Hollandaise Joe Avocardal. That's from Chris. I'm really struggling with these. Kai Cinnamon Rolls. Eh? Or Cinnamon Roll. Mo John Scone. <laughs> <laughs> Morris Malpasty Malpasty Morris, Mal, Morris Malpasty What's pasty? A pasty, Ewan Yeah, no, but what is a, what's that to do with a brunch? Lorenzo Scranaruso It's not bad, actually Oh, patty, you two in patty Shut no. up, Ewan <laughs> Paul McSteak and kidney pie What's pasty? Danny Whole Grain Toast What's pasty? George Spaghetti What's pasty? Gravy Dodds What's Jim Makina Alioli. Google it for me. Jam McLean. Giovanni Van Bratvorst. Theo Sliders. Oh, pasty! Oh, like a Cornish pasty. Right, got you. 
That is from Juan Cornetto, who sent in about 45 efforts. Clearly has no life, Juan Cornetto. <laughs> but that's please, okay. Please keep listening. Please keep listening. The Scottish Cup of Tea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. These are so bad. I can't even believe I spent two minutes trying to figure out what a pasty was. <laughs> Dairy Lee Griffiths. What? Who is Dairy Lee for their brunch? I mean, seriously. I mean, I've never been to a brunch in my life where they're offering you Dairy Lee. <laughs> a knife just spread on your toes. That's the worst brunch ever. That's like a cafe you'd find in Only Fools and Horses. Here's our brunch today. It's a mixture of Dairy Lee and cheddar cheese. And that... Cheese used to get in a tube. <laughs> the cheese used to get in a tube. Like a fruit. <laughs> Would you like a cheese string, sir? Daily. <laughs> um, uh, Fry and Loudrop, Patty Nevin, and Chris Waffle. I don't like Patty. Why is it? Why is it whenever you go to like an afternoon dinner or something? I don't like Patty. Why do they always serve a Patty? Nobody likes Patty. French toast, Eddie bread. Oh god. What? French toast Eddie bread. Cowden beefy bake. Uh, Mimosa Dembele from Ronnie Meldrum. Nosh McKinley. That's Nosh been in a few McKinley. times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good for McKinley. <laughs> uh, that's on back post. Uh, Ian Black Pudding. Scott Brown Sauce from Brian Hockey. James McStakey Pie from Andrew Jeffrey. Leon Balagoon. Oh, do you know bagel, bagel Do you know what I found out the other day there on the breakfast show that I was hosting my cat? Hatati scone. What do you think is the most popular pie in the United Kingdom? Oh, in the United Kingdom, it sounds stupid. It'll be like, you know, liver and onions or something. <laughs> Jelly deals or something like that. I'm just thinking of the guy Thomas Skinner. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you know him? The I guy. know, yes. On Hello, welcome to Monday. I'm in Dino's Caf. I'm eating uh, chicken madras at half past five in the morning because I'm absolutely off my fucking rocker. Babosh. Babosh. It's, uh, it's a chicken and mushroom pie. It's the most popular pie in the I United Kingdom. I like a Kingdom. chicken and mushroom pie. Staking kidney Steak was number kidney. two that's just absolute nonsense mate only in Dino's calf <laughs> are you getting steak and kidney pie right where did I get to let's end this it doesn't really matter does it John Baghetti uh, Lorna Barisic Lorna who's Lorna Lorna Sausage, oh, yeah. Lorne Sausage. Uh, Christoph Berries uh, Jordan Rocky Rhodes that's from Dave H Jordan Michael Dubery Muffin <laughs> Bobby Man Cakes <laughs> <laughs> Michael M uh, Sergio Panini from the Bear Pins uh, Tana Rice and Chicken it's from King Cholak Gabriello Mato Soup Freddy Lunchburg <laughs> Lack Salt and Pepper Effie Hambrose that's from Malcolm McNeil Ryan Kent Co Coffee Ange Pot of Hot Brew <laughs> from Jai K uh, Kean Blueberry and some Jean-Pierre Tea <laughs> that's very good it's from Dylan McGowan's Horses Co <laughs> and uh, Giovanni Pancake Crust. No, eh? no, that's from Raven. And finally, Olivier Peace and Charm. <laughs> that one's good. That's the winner. That's from Mark Oakman. Olivier Peace and Charm. We had to wade our way through such a high amount of drops there was to get really to Olivier Peace and Charm. So well done, Mark Walkman. Can't believe I didn't get what a pasty was. My head just completely just... Ugh. For next week's podcast, we want your suggestions for if Scottish football were a car. A car? Go on. E- examples include Exhausted McPhee, Brian McClare Freshner, 
Artork Boric. <laughs> <laughs> Skidmark Hair. Darren Rollbar. Jesus. Read it. Doris DeFrost and Winscreen. <laughs> Doris DeFrost and Winscreen. Keep your eyes on our Twitter page Dor- at Big Football Scott. Doris DeFrost and Winscreen. For the next Photoshop picture. <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, quickly, the rumour mill, because we've all got a life to go on with. Uh, Giamakis to Atlanta United in the MLS. Is that actually a thing? I thought he was a way to. I thought he Reds. I thought he was Japan, sorry. Um, big development on Saturday. I think it's now at, at, at Atlanta United. That's where he wants to go. We understand. But hadn't they reached an agreement with the Japanese club? You can get direct flights for Edinburgh Airport to Atlanta come May. I think that's why he's going. Yeah. I thought an agreement had already been reached with Uruwa Reds. Well, maybe they had, but they changed their mind. Oh, yeah. uh, Raskin looks like he is going to Rangers now. It looks like they've agreed a fee of just about £2 million. That was always going to happen. Your man, Fabrizio Romano, said, here we go. And you know what that means. Here we go. Tony Watt. Yeah. What's happening there? Oh, what's the story there? Going to Oostend in Belgium again. Again? Why is he leaving? Because I think we've been trying to get rid of him all month. Oh, right. Is he, is he just not kicking a ball for you? No, I think we. I, do, I don't, don't know what's going on at United. You do? I honestly don't. It's a It's a disaster at the moment. Yeah. I think he's probably getting paid quite a lot of money. Would agree, yeah. Uh, and it'll be his 14th club. Wow. Robbie Nielsen said yesterday in his post-match press conference after that abomination of a football match at Livingston that uh, Hearts will hope to bring in one more player before the window slams shut. It might not be Callum Patterson, but they're still speaking to Sheffield Wednesday. He did admit that. If we don't get him... Tomorrow, then we will definitely get them in the summer, but we will bring some other players in. We will have a full review of the transfer window next week on the show. It's also a full card on Wednesday slash Tuesday this week. There on is. the Hearts, what again, that is a time castle, Hearts versus Rangers. So yeah, let's spin through what's happening in the Premiership on Tuesday, Ross County versus Hibs. Uh, both teams will be absolutely bouncing Aye. after their wins at the weekend. And then on Wednesday night, it's Aberdeen versus St Mirren at Pataudry, Celtic Livingston. The big one, Hearts versus Rangers at Tynecastle, Kilmarnock, Dundee United, Motherwell, St Johnston. Are Hearts going to beat Rangers on Wednesday night and inflict Michael Beale's first defeat? as Rangers manager we are going to end on Wednesday night Rangers hopes of catching Celtic for the league title it ends on Wednesday at Tynecastle Rangers be prepared to lose on Wednesday night against Hearts we are going to beat Rangers because we owe them one I thought we were a really good side when we played them the last time at Tynecastle and they stuffed us 4-0 and deservedly so Wednesday night, Tynecastle under the floodlights. I don't think Rangers are particularly great at the moment. Hearts are very, very good. They're in a great unbeaten run of 10 games. They will, think, they will beat Rangers on Wednesday think, night. I don't think Rangers are very good at the moment. They've won every game apart from the Celtic game since they came in. But see the this, performance. See this anti-Rangers agenda that you have, <laughs> Ewan. This fishbowl. The fishbowl mentality Scottish is so media. bitter. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, bitter yeah, in turn, Cal. Yeah. You know... Won every game apart from the Celtic game, which was a draw, which they, they probably should have won. They deserve to win they that. They deserve to win that. And there's you sat, sitting across there saying they're not playing very... Oh, they're not very good Rangers. They're just winning every single game that they play. They see this... You know, I'm glad that when I was younger, <laughs> I started school in the Middle East. 
So I was there for about five or six years. I'm glad that I could come back, uh-huh. not tainted, yeah. Yeah. and come back with an open mind. Yeah, very good. So that I could, you know, call things as I see it. Yeah, very good. As uh-huh. opposed uh-huh. to just being yeah. bitter and twisted. Yeah. One of these people who's worked in the Scottish football media for years and years. Oh, mates were roughy and oh, oh, mate, back in the day, mate, uh-huh. mate, uh-huh. all that stuff. Right. You know what? Yeah. Like, that's, that's what okay, it is. So okay. Try yeah. and grow up for next week, Ian. Yeah. Try and grow up, okay? Hearts are going to pump Rangers on Wednesday night. Pathetic, pathetic. This has been the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Thank you to Martin Bartley for joining us today and thank you to you and Cameron. And a final thank you to all of you for listening every single week, as you do, in your increasing numbers. Thank you very much. Don't forget forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider you use. You don't miss a podcast. Keep an eye out on our socials for a Scottish football with a car. And we'll be back next week at the usual time for a brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I feel like I'm I'm Steve Wright or something. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.